This is the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast with your host, Big Bad Boris. It is time for another episode of the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast here on Love Wrestling. My name is Big Bad Boris, and I'm very excited this week to be joined from Impact Wrestling and an old friend, uh, Mr. Raj Singh. Raj, how the hell are you? Hey, I'm good, Boris, man. I'm so happy to hear from you and talk to you, man. It's been a long time. Yeah, I'm very excited to catch up on some old times. We're going to kind of jump around uh, uh, to some some new stuff and, and a lot of old stuff. Uh, it's good. It's good to chat with you. Um, I want to ask you, yeah. when, like, when did you first realize that your father had an interesting uh, job slash he was an interesting person in the community and looked at maybe a little differently? <laughs> Well, I didn't know until like I was in elementary school and stuff. And then, you know, show and tell day or uh, bring your parents to work uh, school day kind of popped up. Okay. But I always thought that everybody else's dads or <laughs> had different weird jobs. I'm like, what? Your dad's a cop? What? Your dad's a teacher? Like, what? Oh my, your dad's a construction guy? I was so confused. I was like, everybody's dad should be a wrestler. That's kind of what I thought. So when did when did you decide that this was something you wanted to do? And was there any hesitation from him? Maybe wanting you not to get involved? I always knew, man. I always knew. I think I've said it before to a lot of people. Like I did play hockey and stuff. And I thought I was going to maybe venture off and play in the NHL or whatnot. But I always knew that wrestling was going to be there. And it was honestly legit from day one. Um uh, whether my brothers were going to or not, I was like, I'm going to do this. Um, and no, I never, I, he never deterred me at all. Um, my mom was very supportive of it and as well as my father, but they just, they're like, yo, do your school stuff first, get school done and make sure that you focus on that and just have something to fall back on um, and be educated. So I did do that, but I was training and wrestling at the same time. So I kind of got the best of both worlds uh, being my greedy self. Right on. You mentioned hockey. I know you're pretty serious about uh, just from, from following you on your, your social medias over the years, you're pretty serious about the ball hockey. That's still a big love of yours. Oh yeah, man. It's, it's, uh, it, it's been something, I mean, we all grew up playing road hockey, right. Yeah. In Canada. And it's just, it's literally been a part of my life. And cause that's how I got like 90% of my friends. Um, the other 8% coming from uh, wrestling and the other 2% from school probably but <laughs> it was all from like road hockey and stuff but uh um yeah i'm, I'm huge in the ball hockey uh, i have like my own league and i played in the world championships and stuff like that and it's just it's something to do like i mean obviously i can't do it as much nearly anymore because i was all the time but now that i'm wrestling um uh, but yeah i uh I'm, I'm quite involved still. I own a league and, you know, I just, I just love seeing it, man, because those days of like playing in the NHL and stuff is gone, are gone, but being able to play with your buddies and kind of feel like a professional, that makes things a lot more fun too. Cause I remember a, a number of years ago, there was some sort of championship that your team won and it was all over your social media and you were so jacked and excited about it. I thought it was really <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that was crazy. That was, uh, that actually was the uh, Indo-Canadian championships, I remember. Okay. Um, they take anybody eligible uh, to play for Team India. They go into a tournament and then they just take the best players from that tournament. But my team had finally won after 12 years. 
of playing. So it was kind of like, you know, dude, it's, it's like, you know, when, when Shawn Michaels won the title and the Iron Man, the, the childhood <laughs> dream came true. Yeah. <laughs> and he's sitting there crying with the title in the middle of the ring. I was like that with the trophy, bro. Cause I remember you were like, just, just reading your socials, you were jacked up. It was awesome to see you so excited and passionate about it. You know? Well, Boris, you've known me forever, dude. And I've been, uh, I mean, for those people that don't know me, yeah, I might seem serious and stuff all the time, but being like a, a giant man child, that was that was one of my that was one of my uh, moments to be a be a kid all day, so that's why I was just posting like crazy. So when the time came that you would wanted to start your training, did your dad have a big hand in that, or did he kind of outsource that to other people, or was it like a, a community raised this child? Uh, yeah, that's uh, it was it was like the the community raised this child kind of thing, but he did outsource it. Um, and as like, I mean, you're familiar with the with the guys, uh, Champagne, Jerry Morrill, of and course, Valen. But for those that don't know them, uh, the Stampede Legends, they're you know they were really close with my dad, and my dad had a few friends in the business, and I was fortunate enough that Jerry and Bad News wanted to do uh, train Ginger and I, and it was uh, honestly I was playing hockey. Uh, it kind of came to the point where I was like, you know, I I I'm, I love hockey, but I don't love it the way I love wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I told my dad, I remember we, were, we, we have some uh, family properties and my dad had my brothers and I doing some rentals and we're in the parking lot. And <clears throat> my dad was like, you know, we're just having like a little lunch break and my dad's like sitting there and I was like, uh, hey, Poppy, I think I want to wrestle. And he looked at me and he was kind of like, are you sure? But, it, you know, conversation for a few minutes and then he's like, okay, well, I'll talk to bad news. And literally a week later, it's like, okay, man, we're going to be training on these days, these days, these days. Don't miss anything. All right, cool. I'll be there. And I mean, those are just absolute legends to learn from. You're very spoiled in that sense, right? I, I dude, I tell people that all the time. Like, I am so blessed um, to have the coaches that I had. Um, and not just for the wrestling aspect. I, I value, and I, I'm sure Jinder Raj values, values the same thing. It's like the conversations we used to have with Bad News and Jerry. Like, I tell people that all the time. We had great training good training for a couple hours a day but then like sitting there for like an hour afterwards and just talking about like uh, psychology in the ring and then you know he had philosophical thoughts and they had ideas about the real world and things it was it was great because we were always learning and always around those kind of minds which really uh made us enjoy the ride a lot more too yeah you see you hear a lot of the like the the older nxt guys talk about dusty roads and sitting under the learning tree and i'm sure it was something like that yeah, with with Dusty, I've heard like such amazing things in the sense of like the creativity aspect, which I wish I got to be a part of that. But at the same time, I had a different coach that there's only a handful of us in the world, and it's just it, it's I I honestly think about it all the time, almost almost every single day, to be honest. So I love to ask about first matches because yeah. it, it usually falls under like well, usually one of two. You know, it wasn't, it was okay. You know, I did my best or it was a massive giant train wreck. So tell me about your first match. Uh, my first match. I assume I, Stampede? No, man. It was for hybrid wrestling with Bad News and Rick Titan. Oh, right. I forgot all about that. Yeah. We did a show at the Palace. and Yeah, wrestled, that's right. I remember that now. Yeah, man. And I, I, I remember like I wrestled one of the guys. Uh, he wrestled as a bartender. So then he did the gimmick where he was working as the bartender. The, and then he jumped over the, the bar as a song played, had the match, and he went back and he started working as a bartender for the rest of the night. Actually, that's kind of awesome. Is that anybody I would know? Or 
His name was Tom Collins. Oh, of course, of course. He was so he was a stuntman, and I've never seen him again. And if anyone ever hears from him or sees him, just you know, shoot shoot him a message and tell him I'm trying to find him because I'd love to have a conversation with him about that. But that's the, actually uh, kind of brilliant. <laughs> it's a great idea, man. That was awesome. And his 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 song was closing time. <laughs> <laughs> How was the match? Honestly, it was good. It was good, but uh, you know, it's. It, I was just so blessed to have like bad news and Jerry there that they they agented the match for us before agenting was a thing, mm-hmm. and they were telling Tom like he's like I want to do this this this. So they told him when he's gonna do it and how he's gonna do it. So we got that stuff done, and it just I do remember you know honestly my first match was so much better than a lot of other matches I had in my life. So nice. <laughs> I, I've been I was blessed with something that I was like okay this is for me. Right on. Um, the first time that I, I met you or came across you was when uh, you you and, and, and Big Raj uh, mm-hmm. came into PWA. And I think back to the, the tag team division that we had back then. It was so deep with, with the, the various configurations of Damage Inc. with Duke and his brother. And we yeah. had you guys and we had the Funky Bunch and we had the Stampede Bulldogs. I mean, there were so many great matches back then. Dude, it, I yeah, it's that tag team division was great. Like it was so fun. All the matches were always good. Everybody could work. Everybody could work together. And it just it, it was awesome, man. I I think about that quite often. Even the debut we had, like PWA, instantly put us into like the mix, and they put us over. Like even though we were jobbing right off the bat, they were still putting us over. We were in main events in our first like handful of matches, mm-hmm. and it was just like it it was like uh such a vote of confidence from PWA where they're like, yo, you guys are brand new. You just been in the business for like three, four months, but you can go kick some ass. So yeah. it, was, it was fun. I mean, the name Gamma Singh obviously carries a lot of weight around here. Was it, was it daunting <laughs> to be Gamma Singh junior or did you kind of embrace that? Bro. I, I embraced it because like everybody used to just call me junior. Like even yourself, you're like junior. You to this big. day. I mean, you, we, <laughs> I we talk about you, we, we reference you as junior and respectfully, of course. Of course. Yeah. You know, and I, I love that aspect and, you know, it's a, it's a great respect for my father too. But honestly, I, I wanted to be Manraj Singh my whole life or Ricardo Singh because Ricardo's my middle name. But with my cousin being big Raj, uh, everybody, he's Yuvraj, I'm Manraj and, they're like, he's going to be Raj Singh. And I was like, oh, you guys, man. I'm like, so that I'm not going to be. And right away, they're like, oh, you're going to be Gama Singh Jr. And I just, I was kind of pissed because it's like, okay, well, I'm being guided to be my father's son yeah. for my career. But I mean, at the same time, it was cool because I got booked right away <laughs> around the world. Definitely a bonus, right? Oh, 100%, bro. I used to get phone calls. Are you really Gamasing son? Yes, I am. They're like, okay, here's a couple of tickets. You're going to be needed in, in the Middle East for three months. All right, cool. Let's go. That's awesome. Yeah. So as uh, people who are fans of this podcast may know, we do wrestling and we do music as well. It's another one of my loves. And I like to have my guests come on and pick a couple of songs to play because everybody likes music. And you sent me a couple of really interesting tracks. Uh, the first one we're going to play right now, the band is called, I, I want to make sure I pronounce it right. The band is called Whiteley. Yes, sir. Yeah. And the song is called Beautiful Storm. And it's not something that I would have expect you to pick. And maybe I'm very <laughs> close-minded and maybe I'm, and, and I don't mean to sound like kind of a, a shithead, but I expect you to be kind of a hip hop kind of a guy. And this is a very rocking song. So tell me about this band and, and why you picked it. Um, so Whiteley, it's actually one of my best friends. 
Oh, okay, um, great. And this song I had heard, uh, he had an album called Eleven. Um, I can't remember what year dropped, like six, seven years ago. But this song he had written in like 2002, 2003. And it's one of the hidden gems that this is, I listen to all types of music. Mm-hmm. But this is one of those songs that I listen to, you know, like when I'm at the gym, all that kind of stuff. But I love this track so much and he didn't want to put it on the album. And then I had him, I was like, yo, just go give this to your producer. The producer cleaned it up, fixed it up, put it on the album and ended up being his most downloaded track. Excellent. Yeah, so that's the story behind that one for me. All right, so we're going to go to the track now. This track is called Beautiful Storm. The artist is Whiteley on the Punk and Pod Drivers podcast. You are my favorite distraction. Pound to pound, my
That was Whitely, Beautiful Storm, the first pick from Raj Singh. Uh, uh, my guest this week on the Punk and Proverbs podcast. I want to talk to you about something. Wait, hold, that... hold on. I got one question for you. Yeah, man. Why did, why did you think I was just like, why, why did you think I was just a hip hop guy? You know what? It's because that song you guys used to come out to in PWA was such a banger and we all loved it. That's mm. just kind of what I associate you with. And I know that sounds super close minded <laughs> and I sound like a shithead and I don't mean to. Yeah. But like when yeah. that song came on, man, everybody was grooving. <laughs> yeah no it's and you know what it's it's funny like i get that a lot where people are like yo i thought you were gonna be like rap and this and that i literally listen to everything um i was gonna choose a bangada song uh east indian song but then at the same time i was like you know what i gotta i just want to show people a little bit more of my versatility there i guess a blam now we're gonna talk about something that's very very near and dear to my heart uh and something i was a big fan of and that is fabian ribeiro <laughs> now tell me where the impetus of where this character came from was this a bit of you trying to kind of strike out on your own away from the gamma sing name or just try something different uh 100 brother and not just that i have to credit you for that character as well because without you the fabian ribeiro finishing move would have been an absolute flop well we're right? going to talk a little bit about that because yeah there was something that was very like i don't want to say challenging for me but kind of unique especially like because before we started to do the commentary live i would just run the music and, yeah. and it was okay but like i would watch matches but you would have a music cue for those of you who don't remember or never saw it it was kind of a very suave lothario uh, lover man kind of a character and there'd be a point in 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 the match where you would do a dance and you'd hit this pose and the music would have to kick in and i'm always even to this day in everything I do in wrestling, I'm always so terrified of screwing up. So I would watch your match like a hawk, <laughs> making sure that I didn't miss it. And if anybody was talking to me, be like, shut up, shut up, shut up. It's Raj's match, shut up. And, and just to make sure I hit that. But I think it worked really well and it got over and it was a lot of fun. Dude, it was so much fun. It was awesome. And I, I got to thank you so much for that. But I also have to apologize because, I mean, I made you sit there and watch all of my matches. Which well, is I mean, like... I watched everyone's <laughs> matches. I just watched yours a little more intently. It got a little bit more challenging once we started doing the live commentary because then I'm calling the match while I'm waiting for you to do the thing. But but I don't think I ever blew it too, too badly, but it was no, always never. a lot of fun. It was and, never uh, blown. It was awesome. And there was one time, I want to say it was, it was you and Brent Morgan, where, yeah. where someone had the idea of him doing it, and then <laughs> it's raining men playing. Yeah. And I don't know if I, I know it wasn't my idea. I wish I could take credit for it, because it's hilarious. But, uh, yeah. And it, it worked so well. Yeah, no, that was a lot of fun, man. You were always great with it. And I remember when the music spot would stop, you even did like the scratchy like record. Oh, stop. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, yeah. I tried to time it where you because you would throw the handkerchief and you would drop the elbow. And I tried to time stopping it just as you grabbed the, the thing. Like it was there was a whole science to the whole thing. Yeah, it was so much fun. That was like, you know, it's like a WWE impact wrestling type thing where the production team is in on the match. Yeah, and it, we were we were kind of like you were the only uh, indie promotion in the world probably doing that, to be honest. Was that a character that you kind of shopped around when you were when you were going, you know, branching out your wings and going to other places? 100% brother. Um, so like, yeah, to answer your original question, like I, like, I remember when I told Kurt that I was doing this character, he's like, what are you just trying to flex some muscle? And I'm like, no, bro. I'm like, I need to do something because WWE had told me, um, uh, they're like, we like your work. We like you, but we have a guy that looks like you. And I'm like, well, who's that? They're like your cousin. I was like, well, we don't look the same, but okay, cool. <laughs> 
and then I and they just told me like come up with something. Um, so when I say they, there was a representative from the WWE. So let me put it that way. Not naming so, any names. It, it, of course. And it's <laughs> not like they where it's like 50 million people sitting around me at a desk and they're like, you need to come up with something. No, it was one representative. And they said, come up with something. Show us you can work or yada, yada, yada. Um, so I end up coming up with this idea and uh all i couldn't i just i couldn't come up with the name and i knew it was going to be a salsa dancer puerto rican guy and you know i shaved my head shaved my face try to come up with a completely different look um and then i came up with the name fabian ribero because i'm such a kayfaber in real life and i love ribbing the boys so it was kind of oh, like oh i thought it was like an alfonso ribero carlton fresh prince thing for some reason i guess no, no man it's the, <laughs> it was going to be kayfabian ribero originally oh okay, okay. But then I didn't want it to be that obvious. I was like, you know, let's just go Fabian Ribeiro. And then I called it the Stamina Boppy because, you know, if you're going to get, you want to be dancing from Monday till the weekend, <laughs> you got to be a real stamina daddy, right? And the funny thing is I look at like, cause I, I was looking at your Wikipedia and your cage match and stuff. And under yeah. your like aliases, it's not listed on any of them. And you did that character for, for a number of years. I wonder why it's not listed anymore. And a lot of people didn't know. They're like, you're that guy. Nobody, a lot of people didn't know because some people in Ontario had seen the character <clears throat> and they even asked me to my face, who is this guy? And then Tony Gill and I would look at each other and be like, are you kidding? Like, how do you not know? <laughs> So yeah, it's uh, it, it was fun, man. And I mean, it was just something that I wanted to do to, again, like, as you said, like stray away from, you know, it sucks to say like that typecast or where people turn around and put you in that box of being ethnic. Mm-hmm. And I, I just wanted to try something. Plus it was fun. It was preserving bumps on my body. And, you know, the and, and it also, it popped the boys, man. The boys used to like it. And oh, it yeah. Was, so it was fun, man. And I just wanted to have fun again because I was taking myself too seriously. And, and I just also wanted to show the, like the, the wrestling world that I, I could be a little bit more diverse and just yeah. being a stoic uh, wrestler. And you had the, the, the earrings and you had the cologne and, and it started off as a, as a heel, but I think it just, it just, everyone, it was done so well that people just couldn't kind of couldn't help but get behind it. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. We tried to basically we just, uh, like I was telling Kurt, I was like, I want to be like the most obnoxious uh, ladies man jobber in the world. And then it ended up being uh, an over character where PWA is like, no, we got Kurt would be like, yeah, we have to put you over, man. The fans are cheering too much. I was like, no, I, let's just keep losing matches. It's honor this way. But, you know, it, it was fun because I got to work with all the boys and doing this character. And then we got to do our different renditions of ideas. And it was just, it was so much fun, man. And you were coming back from injury when that character started. Am I correct? Were you gone for a little while nursing something or am I reimagining so, things? So I did, I, t- I tore my knee, but I didn't get it uh, um, repaired right away. And then, so I, I did, I came, it was right after a tryout and I came back injured. Honestly, I came back out of shape. So I was wearing a, a shirt for a lot of the matches and stuff. <clears throat> and it was just like, you know, um, the, I, I went through a big mental battle at that time because, I mean, how many times can you be shut down by um, your childhood dream? Your goals, and, yeah. And keep your sanity. So then, and, 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 and you know, you take uh, the mental toll, which, you know, I've, I've I dealt with behind the scenes and I kind of, I, I, I seek the help that I needed to and I needed to rejuvenate myself. So it was kind of like Fabian Ribeiro was somebody else entirely. But at the same time, I was just like, you know, uh, it, it rejuvenated my career, rejuvenated my my real life, and and then I found different ways to cope with, 
you know, the, the constant shutdown, like, you know, you get a phone call almost every year. Hey, we want you for a tryout shut down. Hey, we yeah. want you for a tryout shut down. And that takes a mental toll because, you know, you fail a million times. Uh, it's, it's going to break you. I don't care who you are. Absolutely. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say that this was the first on-screen sort of role uh, for Giselle Shaw was being kind of your arm candy at the time. 100%. Yeah. Giselle and I talk about that, like literally every team. I was going to say, do you guys ever <laughs> chat about that? Or do you guys recreate the dances in the locker room or? <laughs> well, we don't do that. Um, but we definitely, uh, you know, like Giselle and I are pretty close and we, we have our conversations and we chit chat and we see each other, you know, the airports and stuff like that. So we're always hanging out and, and then, you know, Giselle's awesome. She always tells everybody like, you know, I was Raj's first ballet and, and then we tell the story. It's, it's always so fun, um, you know, like seeing Giselle from that point at being at the first PWA show. And then I was there for her first Impact show as well. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I think yeah. they could take that character uh, with you guys and put it on TV now. And I think that it would get over and be really entertaining. Brother, can you go tell the office? Because <laughs> I asked them and they said no. Give me Scott Demore's number. <laughs> All right, that I'll, that I'll do. So uh, obviously, uh, your your cousin uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jinder Mahal, uh, mm-hmm. he he won the big one, and I just wanted to know what, how how you were feeling when you watched that happen, and, and and what you said when you spoke to him, and and how how was that for you? Um, ah, uh, man, it was like I was so happy. Um, I was I popped there. like crazy, so you must have been like ten times more than that, bro. I it, like you know like. Uh, I show my, like, I didn't post about it and go crazy about it, but I was like, uh, you know, like so happy, so proud. And it just put me through like a, a roller coaster of emotions, uh, just how happy that our coaches would be. And just like, you know, like the conversations you have on the road, like every trip we had, literally every month we're going up, uh, up and back for, uh, to Edmonton. And, you know, you got all those hours on the road, plus for family, we're in the gym together. You're always just talking and dreaming. And then something that's kind of like seems out of reach, honestly, because what there's, there's 52, 54 world champions in the history of the world. And he's one of them. Mm-hmm. And it's something that like realistically in the wrestling world, it's such a small percentage. And then for it to happen, it just brings this wave of emotion and I was there the day he got the contract offered, like literally right in front of my face, handed oh, a contract. Wow. Um, I remember how happy I was that day. And like, I was, I had like tears of joy the day he got the contract. And I was like 10 times happier because he was literally the pinnacle of the wrestling world at that moment. <clears throat> yeah, that's awesome. So we're going to kick into your second song. And I think I have a feeling I know why you picked this song. The song is uh, Smooth Operator by Sade. And that was the original Fabian Ribeiro dance song, was it not? Uh, that's just, the, that was just the entrance song. Like the dance oh, song. Right. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're right. I, I can't remember shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know the, the, the dance song was a Spanish song, but this one, Sade, I picked. Um because a it's on my playlist uh it's it has it has like a special meaning for you and i too because i mean you were a big part of the fabian ribeiro character so that's why i was like yo i gotta find that common denominator and this song makes me think of the pwa days fabian ribeiro's dance and you were the biggest supporter of that character too so i do have to tell you that well it's my pleasure and every time i hear that drake song hips grips on the waist front way back way i think of you every time like i'm walking through like a walmart and that shit comes on i'm like oh yeah that's the that's one of the fancy songs 
That's right. I, it, it was I was flipping a coin between this one and uh, this one and that one. So, that, but I picked Sade because I you got to hear it at every PWA show. And I never delete anything. I keep everything that I've ever used for PWA just because you never know who's going to come back or what have you. And in my, like, I have all of everything, all the music listed alphabetically. And there's like 18 Fabian Ribeiro's because there was music, new music, dan- dance fight, dance fight two, dance fight three. Again, I apologize for making No, it dude, up. it's all good. It's keeping it up. <laughs> all right. So this is Sade. This is Smooth Operator on the Punk and Proud Evers podcast.
smooth operator from Sade, my guest, Raj Singh from Impact Wrestling. Let's talk about what you're doing now. How are things going over at Impact Wrestling? I saw last week you had a match. Sammy Callahan did not go your way. I did love the jawing with the crowd, though. You were just like, you shut up and you shut up and you suck and I hate you. It's like you weren't out there for a long time, but you're like, I'm going to get my money's worth while I'm out here. 100%, man. And that's and that's all it is. Like uh, TV wrestling, you know, you only get your limited time, right? And there's so many things on the show. Um, and I just wanted to make sure that I did my best to do what I could and have people talk about it or people want to see me again. And that's, I'm getting more opportunity. So again, to answer your question, like, how is it going? I love it. It's great. Um, I'm doing what I love. It's a childhood dream to be a professional wrestler and I'm living my life doing that right now. So I'm soaking in every moment. Um, but at the same time, I'm still wanting to progress and push because like, you know, for supporters like you, my friends like Kurt, you know, I've got supporters in Duke Durango. I stay friends with guys like TJ and of course guys like Kid Chocolate and Rohan Raja. And it makes me happy to be able to work this hard and then get feedback and love and support from all of you guys as well, because it pushes me uh, and it makes me happy to make my friends and my supporters proud, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I think that he's one of the next ones that we're going to start to see uh, make some waves in the States is uh, Mo Jabari. Just to see him come from where he came in, uh, you know, refereeing and being even just a little bit awkward and finding his place and then starting to wrestle and the progress he's made to where he is now. We've started to see him, uh, you know, work in some smaller indies in the States. And I think there's a big upside for Mo. Yeah, he's really coming into his own. And I mean, like when you got Bret Hart endorsement, yeah. <laughs> right? Like you literally can't beat that first. First he was endorsed by me and now he's forgotten all about me and he's just endorsed by Bret. <laughs> so between the, 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 the years of, of the wrestling and the ball hockey, how's the body feeling? Cause you, you have some, sho- some shoulder problems and knee problems. Bro, my shoulder popped out and it sounds kind of disgusting and it sounds fake. But if anybody ever wants to see my doctor's records, that's more than 25 times my shoulders popped in and out. But thankfully, I've worked my ass off and I'm back to like, uh, let's say full health. Uh, my knee used to pop out all the time, which you would see at PWA. And then mm-hmm. again, I got it finally surgically repaired. So I'm, I'm in, it's going to sound kind of like I'm um, giving you some BS or maybe like lying. But honestly, Boris, uh, my body, this is the best I've ever felt. Awesome. Like strength wise, you know, aesthetically. Um, and just even my recovery is good right now. I'm blessed. I'm lucky and happy about that. But it's just I take care of my body. Like mm-hmm. I eat right and I'm, I'm stretching. I'm doing everything. So that's also why it's not like, hey, I just feel good. I'm, I'm doing my part. I'm spending my money on my body to make sure that I do feel good. So I'm going to make you a deal. I'll tell. Uh, I'll tell. Uh, oh, fuck. What's his name? Drawing a total blank. Yeah, I'll tell Scott Demore about the stamina poppy. And you tell him that, you know, this really, really good commentator in Western Canada that's looking to, to make a breakthrough. Yeah, one hundred percent. In brother. fairness, you guys got a really good team over there right now. You got that with uh, with Matt and uh, uh, the other gentleman whose name escapes me because I can't think of anything right now. But yeah, uh, drama, drama, and uh, Tom Hannafin. Yes, the the team over there I think is really good. Yeah, no, they, you know, I, like I said, man, it's a very very underrated show where people don't people don't give impact the respect it deserves, um, just because maybe it's seen as like a let's be realistic people see it as like a third tier show mm-hmm. i guarantee bro i guarantee there's people 
on this show that could have amazing matches with anybody. And if people gave it a legit shot and watched the match with the unbiased eye, they'd be blown away. Absolutely. I've been keeping an eye on it. It's definitely, I think it has, I mean, there's a bit of negative connotation from, from, from the TNA era or, or parts of the TNA era, but that is long gone. And it's a, it's a finely tuned, really sharp show. It looks good. It flows good. And uh, I enjoy it. Yeah, no, it's great, man. And, and, and like, you know, I will, I do watch it whether I'm on the episode or not. And I, it's enjoyable. And for watching wrestling my whole life, it's, it's, you know, a lot of people, wrestlers will just watch it and say, eh, I'm just watching it to watch, but I'm enjoying the show, which is great because then it makes my life easier. So we got a few more minutes left here before cheap ass zoom. Well, I guess I'm the cheap ass zoom uh, kicks <laughs> me out. Uh, what are you hoping that the next few years are going to look like for you? Um, well, I do. I do want to, of course, keep working hard and keep living out my childhood dream of being a professional wrestler and being involved in wrestling. So um i i i've got some career goals i've got uh which i'm I'm superstitious so i keep to myself a bit but i can tell you some of them where it's like i just want to find myself in that more of a position where the company has put me in and the fans are talking about me in good or bad in the sense of like yeah raj is a good character raj is a i hate him because he's such a you know a good heel or whatever <laughs> have you. and then i just want to i i want to be involved in professional wrestling right now i'm with impact i'm fully focused on on impact wrestling and if it comes to a time where i'm in a producer role i'm in a trainer role i'm in a role that they can trust me where they know that they can trust me that uh is like the cherry on top i mean you definitely have the pedigree so um hit us up with your socials uh, and and uh, where can people find you um twitter and instagram you'll find me at true raj singh um yeah, that's, that's where I post all my stuff. And, you know, I, I, I take my time to show my wrestling stuff. But more importantly, I want to show that we can uplift each other. And I want to give true talk and positivity and helping each other instead of, you know, being, that, being a part of the crabs in the bucket and pulling others down. I want to lift each other up. Hell yeah, man. It's been awesome to reconnect with you. You're always one of my favorite guys. Of course, man. I appreciate you. And again, man, thank you so much for everything throughout the PWA lifetime, man. Like, again, you don't understand how much I appreciate you and all the times I'll call you, message you and say, yo, Boris, can you send me the pictures? Can you send me the videos? Can you send me this? Because I need to make a package for so-and-so. Mm-hmm. As you know, as you remember, I sent that package. Remember I asked you for all the stand up yep. mm-hmm. matches? That's because I presented that to uh impact and i'm like yo can you guys just watch this and i i did send it again i said watch it again with a unbiased eye so again i gotta thank you for all that kind of stuff and thank you so much for having me on the show man i really you, appreciate it. you tell them that i said that that's good shit <laughs> my man i'm gonna send them the link to this uh, interview as well too right on all right we are going to go out to some brand new music uh, from the Wonder Years, they have a new EP out. Uh, the the f- new single is a track called Ola's Daughter. I quite dig it. So that's what we're going to go out to. Again, thank you, Raj Singh, my man. Uh, I still have my Stamina Poppy t-shirts in the, in the stack somewhere. I can always find it because it's yellow and it's like the only yellow t-shirt that I own. So I know <laughs> it's there. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will talk to you guys all next week. You transcend-